Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Friday, September 16th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being here. If it's your first time on the channel, welcome. Engage with the good people in the comments. That's the Wake Up family, man. I see Jeff in the building, Dynasty Barry, Eric, my girl Joe, Roro, Lindsey, Mac, Josh Harper, Jay Peters in the building. What's going on, Dynasty Barry? Brandon is in the building, man. It's going to be a good day. We got football this weekend. We had some good football last night, or at least a really good fourth quarter last night. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, glad to be back. I took a day off on Wednesday. I let Jay Rich run the show. You all saw the announcement. Troy King and Laquan Jones will have a fantasy football show on the channel that will drop Tuesday night. So make sure you're tapped in here on the Ray GQ YouTube channel. They're going to be doing some stuff, talking about some waiver wire ads, some players, get some different spin and flavor on fantasy. Make sure you tap into that. We got a newsletter literally just dropped. As I was doing the intro in the newsletter, there's a lot of dope stuff. My man Barry's going over uh, the uh, 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 stuff about Kenny McIntosh based on ADP that we're doing. We're running 2023 mocks constantly. Devi mocks, 2023 mocks over at Destination Devi. Talking about Kenny McIntosh, the leading receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs and a running back who's starting to really boost his stock in this 2023 class. Parker Washington, a little bit of a faller at the receiver position. we got some Raheem Sanders, some analytics from Jordan Backus. Got a lot of good shit. Eric Vanek is in the chat. America's Game Podcast, him and Scott Connor drops tomorrow. So we just got all kinds of content. Subscribe. Go to the links in the description. We got picks. We got players. We got rookies. We got Debbie. We got all that good shit. We appreciate y'all being here, man. Where's the where's the sponsors at? Prize Picks, get in the building. Use that promo code Wake Up. Dollar for dollar match up to $100. All right. I think I got all the housekeeping covered. Now we can get to the fun stuff. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, you didn't do the show on Wednesday because it, as you were saying it, I almost didn't even realize you didn't do the show on Wednesday, but I'm yeah. glad to have you back. Glad, yeah, to, have man, you glad back. to be back. I'm sure, I'm sure the people are excited to have you back. You know, we're previewing week two. Obviously, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, after a game that was kind of boring yesterday. Chiefs and Chargers, uh, I wouldn't say it quite lived up to the hype, but the fourth quarter was pretty good, like you mentioned. Yeah, fourth quarter was dope. Fourth quarter was really, really dope. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey to everybody in here, man. It's good to see y'all, man. It's good to be back. Get the, get the chat going. Get the chat going. We're going to talk about some of these damn games this weekend. We're not even going to play around. Um, News-wise, uh, is there is there anything glaring that, that has happened Jay, I know I know J.K. Dobbins. We'll talk about that when we get to the Ravens game. But is there any big news um, that happened over the past couple? I mean, of I think games? the or only thing that look? people, yeah, well, the only thing I think is well, we saw Brian Robinson running right should be full go by the time he's off the pup. Uh, Michael Pittman DMP at practice yesterday. I believe he was actually downgraded. He was questionable. Mm-hmm. He DMP'd yesterday, and he so today is a big day for him. If he doesn't practice today, 
pretty good chance he doesn't play. Uh, George Kittle did not practice as well. Najee Harris was back, though. Um, Alvin Kamara was also a DMP at practice. And DeAndre Swift, while he didn't practice yesterday, is expected to play. Um, but I am a little bit curious how that shakes out for him snaps-wise because, again, he's dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. <laughs> is he going to play? Um, he's Swift is going to play, but how effective is he going to be and how much of his workload is he going to have is really the only question considering he is dealing with an injury right now. But we'll see. But I think Pittman is the big one, right? People weren't expecting Pittman to be injured. He is injured. Um, and then obviously whatever happens with Justin Herbert heading into week three will be another big piece of news for sure. Yeah, that B-Rob, that B-Rob video, man, was... Um it's awesome to see, man. I don't, I don't care about any splits, any of that stuff. Like to see him running two and a half weeks after, after being injured, you know, victim of a uh, attempted robbery, man. Good to see B Rob on the field, man. It's good to see Brian. Rob- I'm gonna call him Brian Robinson. I'm not gonna call him B Rob. I'm just gonna call him Brian Robinson. It's good to see Brian Robinson on the field running. Still looked a little stiff, but I don't care. My question to you is: Is there any like, what do you think the if he plays, and let's just say he plays. Okay, like he's plays a decent season. You think there's a chance he could win rookie of the year based on what happened to him? Yep. You do? Mm-hmm. You think there's a chance well, he can I think there's a chance he can win rookie of the year. I mean, there's a really good chance he wins comeback player of the year. His odds are probably very low for that by at, th- at this point, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think there's a shot because I think even heading into this week, Jahan Dodson is the new leader in rookie of the year odds just because he had two touchdowns and like 40 yards in one game. It's one of those it's one of those years and I talked to talked to Elliot about it. There is no consensus for rookie of the year this year. We may not know until week 12 or week 13 or maybe even all the way down to the final stretch who even the favorite really is. Um, but B-Rob definitely has a shot for sure. Definitely has a shot. I'm just looking up if they have him. I, I, I don't know what the qualifications are for comeback player, but... I would say he's... I, I don't... <laughs> I would say he qualifies as a comeback player for sure. Um, I'm trying to see after getting shot at Washington Commanders roundabout has become the co-favorite on FanDuel for 2022-2023 comeback player of the year. He's the second favorite at DraftKings. Wow. All right. There we go, yeah. Brian Robinson. He is on there for comeback player of the year. Uh, he's just going to be one of those guys that the Washington franchise just loves, man. You know, he's going to be, yep. you already know he's going to be one of those guys that as long as he wants to be there and is, is producing some level, and the money is within the construct of the team, he's going to be there. So happy to see Brian Robinson. And uh, let's get into the game last night. Let's just talk about it, man. Let's talk about the game last night. Chiefs versus Chargers. The Chiefs won 27-24. to um, Man, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is let's let's give the Chiefs the cre- give credit uh, for, to the Chiefs for winning that game. It wasn't really? the offensive bonanza that we thought you, it would be. Gonna- you know, Mahomes. You're gonna give them credit for winning that. I thought, I thought the Chargers lost it, man. Let's just be uh, honest. I'm gonna give the Chiefs they credit for winning. I'm gonna give the Chiefs credit for winning that game because they, they played fine, man. They played, they played good defense up until the fourth quarter. I mean, the Chargers really couldn't get a ton going. I don't know why they weren't utilizing Austin Eckler in the receiving game earlier in the game. Seems like once they got down and they had no choice, that's when he started to get a lot of targets. But I'm gonna give the Chiefs credit for winning the game. Um, Mahomes was efficient, not spectacular, right? Sub 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. He was only sacked one time. Uh, Mahomes not running a lot this year. Last year we saw him scrambling around a whole bunch. Um, but it seems like they're trying to, you know, if you watch the, was it the game? Who did the Chiefs lose to in the playoffs last year? Was it the Bengals? It was the Bengals. It was the the Bengals. Bengals. If you remember that game, man, it was Mahomes doing a lot of, 
off script, running around in the backfield, getting sacked, throwing the ball away. Seems like the offense is more conservative and confined this year, and maybe that's what happens when you lose Tyreek Hill. Uh, But still really, really good, right? Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, 98% of the bets at MGM Sportsbook for him to go over 76 yards. And what did I tell you when we were talking about it? I was like, it just makes me want to take the under, right? Like there's no... There was no guy at the receiver position. It was Travis Kelsey. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair ran well. I know he had one big run towards yeah. the end of the game. But even before that, like his limited opportunities, he ran well. I thought Isaiah Pacheco had a really nice blitz pickup. And once that happened, I was like, yeah. oh, shit. They're going to leave him in here and give him, give him the ball. But uh, Patrick Mahomes was probably right when he said there's not going to be a guy for you fantasy football lovers. Like We're just going to do wide receiver by committee. Juju Smith-Schuster did nothing for for the Chiefs, and yep. the touchdown came from Jarek McKinnon on a kind of broken scramble play, Mahomes' beautiful sidearm pass, and then one deep shot to Justin Watson, one play after McCole Hardman was injured. So uh, there was not a ton. Like, if you started Chiefs players, Yuck. Uh, you got your 10 points from Travis Kelsey, and then Patrick Mahomes got you his... I don't know what he got you, but he got you something, right? Because he had two touchdowns, didn't didn't uh, didn't turn the ball over, got got a couple of bailouts on a couple of picks. Uh, but the Chargers side of the ball, man, everybody's talking about Herbert. Everybody's talking about Herbert yep. and his uh, gutsy last quarter, last five minute performance. Took a massive shot to the ribs, goes off, looks like he's done for. Comes back in, looks like he's done for. Goes out, comes back in, looks done for, and everybody's like, get him off of the field. And then all of a sudden, he throws the best ball of the night across the middle, down the field to DeAndre Carter to set up a set up a scoring opportunity for him. It just shows like that level of arm talent that he has, right? Something was clearly wrong with his ribs. He can't run. His arm is, even after the game, he's like holding his arm by his side, not moving it. So I have not looked at any news reports. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's ribs, but I have no clue. Uh, I'm just hoping that with the extra time, uh, Justin Herbert is available to play next week because the game is just better when Justin Herbert is on the field. Mike Williams went off uh, without Keenan Allen, 113 yards. He had six catches like in the first half, I believe. It was just a monster. One-handed grabs, doing Mike Williams type shit, right? Jumping up over people, contested catches. That's just what he is. That's He's just really, really good at that facet of the game. Gerald Everett turning into sort of a must-start tight end every week. Six for 71, showing some of that fluidity after the catch. Looked really, really good. And then from the running back position, like, they they, they just can't run the ball. They just cannot run the ball. Chargers can't run the ball. Eckler, 14 for 39, 2.8 a carry. Josh Kelly, 4 for 22. Sonny Michelle, 3, 14, 4 for 13. They just can't run it. But Austin Eckler did his damage in the receiving game, which helped us, which saved us, 9 for 55 on 10 targets. Anything else you want to touch on um, from this game? Derwin James was a beast on the other side of the ball. J.C. Jackson wearing off a little bit of that rust uh, from, yeah. from being injured a little bit. But anything else you want to touch on? Justin Herbert, just incredible, man. Uh, you know, these Thursday night games are a little weird. It was. I had asked the question. I was like, is it the commentary or is it the game that's boring up until that fourth quarter? It was game just kind of yeah, it was just kind of punts and defense and, and and that kind of stuff. But it definitely heated up in the fourth quarter. Any takeaways from you? 
Uh, so the biggest thing uh, with Justin Herbert's injury is that it is an abdomen injury. So mm. Brandon Staley did clarify that it's an abdomen injury. People, you know, on the broadcast, when you're looking, you look like a ribs, but it also didn't look like he got hit very hard in, you know, on relative terms, especially when it comes to football. Uh, but yeah, so there's still further testing going on with that. Um, I think they did x-rays and they were negative, but they still have to do some more testing on that abdomen to see is it potentially torn and, you know, whatever the case may be. But so he's not out of the woods yet, but Staley did say that there is some encouraging signs that he will be okay. And obviously they do have the 10 days until the next game that they play. Um, but Ray, I think, I think, you know, when you talk about the running game, it's funny because Eckler was bad, but every time Josh Kelly got the ball, he got yardage, right? Every time Sony Michelle got the ball, for the most part, he got yardage. And I thought actually they ran the ball pretty well. And on top of that, I also thought the run D for uh, the Chargers was really good as well. You know, a lot of the times they didn't have a lot of guys up in the box unless it was Derwin James. And then their pass rush, when they're only rushing four, dropping two deep safeties, I thought they played really well. And you look early in that game, you saw the Chiefs just getting picked apart, right? And then they made a couple switches on defense in the second half and they played a lot better. But I still think like, the biggest turning point was that Everett play, right? And they pointed it out on the broadcast. Everett catches the ball, goes down the sideline. They're on like the five-yard line. He asks for a sub. They tell him, no, get out there. Herbert throws him the ball again. It's a pick six because Everett's basically dogging it because he's tired. And so, again, it's you could say the Chiefs won it, but I just the way that game was playing, especially towards the end, it seemed like, in my opinion, the Chargers had a really good shot of winning it. Obviously, Justin Herbert did get injured, but I thought the, the way the Chargers played that game, they're going to be a problem. And I think, you know, this game being that close will hopefully motivate them if Herbert is healthy to push even harder in these future games. But it was interesting to see how this played out. But yeah, like you said, really boring initially, really, really boring. And it was good that it kind of finished well, but that pick six really turned the game, flipped it on its head, especially with it following a Herbert injury. But outside of that, I thought, you know, most things that we saw, you know, the one thing I do want to point out, though, is DeAndre Carter is still being pretty heavily involved. Everyone wants Josh Palmer to be a thing. He did catch that late touchdown. But outside of that, I believe he had 30 yards on four receptions, including that touchdown, where Carter had almost 50 yards, I believe was third on the team in receiving behind Williams and Everett. So that was a pretty interesting development that we don't expect to see from Carter, but he did get quite a bit of work, yeah. especially on third down. I mean, 35 of those 55 yards came on that final that final dart from Justin Herbert. So the same way you're saying that about Palmer catching that touchdown, I mean, literally over half of DeAndre Carter's production and, one, and a third of his receptions came on that one throw down the field. So uh, once Keenan Allen is back, it's Mike, it's Mike Williams, it's Keenan Allen, it's Gerald Everett, it's Austin Eckler, it's still Josh Palmer probably, and then, and then it's DeAndre Carter. Josh Palmer still had eight yeah. targets. DeAndre Carter is somebody, if you get him, you're not starting him with any confidence. He's a best ball only type play, and he's still probably the fifth option in the passing game. Now, Josh Palmer, I said this in our Discord last night, Josh Palmer is going to be, next year, going into next season, Josh Palmer is going to be, he's going to have the same level of hype. He's going to be like this year's Gabe Davis hype. Like People want Josh Palmer to be this thing so bad, and I just feel it coming. He's about to have the same level of hype, especially we'll see what happens with, I mean, I think they lock Keenan Allen up, but I think he's going to, yeah, people, if he keeps having these little kind of touchdowns here and there, I think people are going to want him the same way that a lot of the Gabe Davis truthers pumped up Gabe Davis going into, going into this season. So it's going to be interesting to see that situation play out, but we got a lot of games on tap this Sunday, uh, some of them more interesting than others. Uh, can I interest you? Let's just have some. Let's start out with uh, the Jets and the Browns. Can I interest you in any enthusiasm for this game? 
Um, well, I think the Browns are going to win. They're going to cover. I believe the spread is six and a half. Uh, but no, I will be box score scouting the hell out of this game on Monday morning. So if anybody has some insights and wants to watch the Jets versus Browns, let me know. Send me your notes and I will happily pretend like I watched the game on the show Monday morning. Ray, I'm assuming that you kind of feel the same way. Maybe you want to watch a little bit of Nick Chubb, but you're not like, I honestly yeah, have man. no interest in these rookies. I don't want to watch Garrett Wilson up against Denzel Ward, Elijah Moore, maybe. It's just, again, there's better games to watch than this one. I don't Flacco think Flacco versus so Brissett. You don't have any interest in yeah. this game? I mean. Over under 250 passing yards combined. Oh, man, they're going to go over that. That's 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 <laughs> disrespectful. I mean, I want to see Brees. I want to see the split backfield. I want to see Brees and Michael Carter, right? I, I want to yeah. see how if that was just the week one veteran, get Michael Carter a lot of touches because he's the veteran or – do they start to transition towards a Brees Hall-led backfield? I do want to see that. I want to see Elijah Moore get busy, right? But I'm not going to lie. This is not going to be a game that I'm tapped into intently. I I, I, no. I, no, I don't don't have a lot of interest in watching Jacoby Prashad loft the ball downfield to Amari Cooper off target, nor see Joe Flacco run around for his life from Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. I just I, I don't I don't I don't have a lot of I don't I don't have a lot of interest in watching that. But do I am interested in seeing what the rookies do. Nick Chubb, of course, one of the best running backs in the league is dope, but I'm I am not going out of my way to watch that game. Um let's talk Miami Baltimore. This is one I'm very interested in, man. Uh, Lamar Jackson versus Tua. Uh, there's reports that J.K. Dobbins is going to play this week. Is Are we there? Do we know if Full he's... Full have been in practice both days, so yeah, we he go. should play. So we're probably going to see our first taste of J.K. Dobbins coming off of that ACL, MCL, LCL, PCL, uh, Big L, and hamstring tears. Whatever happened... Meniscus was the one you forgot. Men- meniscus. meniscus. What else is in the knee? Yeah. What else? Patella. What else is in He didn't tear his... PCL, I believe. Well, what, it was ACL, ACL was LCL, on. hamstring, and meniscus. I yeah. believe were the four ligaments he mentioned. Well, we get to see J.K. Dobbins on the field, and hopefully this provides some relief for Lamar Jackson in the backfield. You know, tr- trotting out your boy, Mike Davis, who you touted last yep. week, and he had all of a grand total of one rushing yard. Um, he did absolutely nothing. Kenyon Drake, they need some help. They need some reinforcements because Mike Davis ain't it. There, you aren't the only one. There were a couple of other people who told me Mike Davis was a there good player. There was a lot of people week. in the chat. A lot they of liked people Mike talking Davis. about, yeah, they were, oh, Mike Davis is a good play. Uh, no, he is not a good play. He is not a good running back. He's not a good play. He's not a good player. He is the definition of roster clogger. If you have Mike Davis on your team, cut him. The roster spot is worth more than Mike Davis. Definition in the epitome of a roster clogger. You should not be allowed to use roster clogger without clarifying with Eric and Scott first. That they got I the trademark use. on that, and you I know they like it. those running backs. So maybe they would be okay with. They Mike don't Davis. like roster. He's not cloggers, a roster clogger. I know that he absolutely is. So you could continue to start him, but we won't do that. So it's good to see J.K. Dobbins get on the field. Hopefully, Mark Andrews is a little more involved in the offense. Didn't do much of anything in Week One, and. Lamar Jackson, man, there's a lot of rumblings. I'm seeing people show odds of where he's going to play football next year, plus 750 for Lamar Jackson to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in 2023. He's from Florida. He's from Florida. Florida Florida Can we trade him to Miami? That would be insane. No, we wouldn't trade him to Miami. Miami. We don't want to do that. Uh, Any interest in starting J.K. Dobbins this week with with him being back? Yeah, I'm not. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Can't do do it. Can't don't do start it. Mike Davis either, actually. Can't, don't start Mike Davis. Don't start J.K. Dobbins. Kind of lean on the backfield. Let's let it work. And wa- I think um, 
they only had like what was it 10 carries i think or one Kendrick, i think had eight carries it was it was a very weird split so that's the bigger concern is look at the split see how it plays out but if, if jk is healthy maybe he does get the majority share but kenyon drake getting a lot after coming in basically two weeks before the season started was not very good you know it's bad when the chat and browns fans are just clamoring for cade york like everyone's (laughs) talking about cade york the damn kicker that's how bad it is for for browns fans you got to cling on to a kicker because there's nothing else right now until Deshaun watson gets back um but lamar yeah lamar jackson versus miami we know what was it two years ago he and hollywood brown lit up the dolphins early game one of the season did you that's see the not picture? the same team, did though. Did you, see, did you see the picture of Lamar looking a little hefty? He had a bag of yeah. popcorn in one hand, a milkshake in the other hand. He had that belly sticking out. Lamar, Lamar looked he's like he's going he the put James on, Harden route. Yeah, he's the he's all James Harden out there, man. And then somehow on Sunday he's going to be nice and slim and in fight and trim and ready to go. Uh, that's that yeah. should be a fun one from the Ravens. I want to continue to see Lamar Jackson a stay healthy, ball the hell out get his bag, whether that be in Baltimore or Miami. I think the Ravens are favored in that matchup by, is it three and a half points? Uh, three and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. And this one, the Dolphins side of the ball. Yeah, Jay, come on. D- look something up while I'm, while, I'm, while I'm filibustering here. Come on, man. Uh, the Dolphins, Tua, right? Tua, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, three and a half. Chase Edmund, th- three and a half. Thank God that I'm on Do you think that's a good line? This. Do you think that's a good line, three and a half? I don't know, but I'm talking about the players right now, man. You you had your opportunity and you missed you missed the window. I'm having to pull shit out of here. Come on, baby, help me out. But Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds. Um, where are we at with the Miami no, Dolphins? Mike Gasecki. We don't want Mike Gasecki. Nope. We don't want Mike G. No. Uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Excited to continue to watch them. This should be a good game. You know, a lot of people are poo pooing on the slate this weekend. Miami-Baltimore should be a good one at the top of the hour on Sunday. I'm excited for this matchup, man. Yeah, um, you know, Chase Evans, I, he didn't look so great in week one. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm in on Chase Evans right now. It's, it's just not looking too good for him. But we'll see. Kyle you know, Krabs maybe he said he's the guy. Kyle Krabs said this box score may have dictated. They said he had two big, like, there was some broken play, loss of yards. But Kyle Krabs, who's as tapped in with the Miami Dolphins as anybody that I know personally, said Chase Edmonds is the guy that you want in that backfield. Just relaying the information. Yeah, I mean, he, he can be the guy, but he just didn't do a whole lot with that against a team that, you know, in the Patriots that we don't think is very good. I think it's going to be a lot of Tyreek Hill and a lot of Jalen Waddle. You know, at least, at least tell the people what's going on. Don't just play the sad trombone like I'm not giving real analysis here. Oh, Stones we, we, and I pissed down my leg. Stone said Jay Rich pissed down his all. leg. The moment was too big. Uh, Coach Thirty is about to get him. Um, Barry said Edmonds will have his pop off games. Listen, I mean, it, it, against the Ravens defense, though, is that when he's going to pop off? This ain't this ain't, this this ain't the Ray Lewis led Ravens defense anymore, man. These but the, these dudes the bleed yards, is good. man. It's the it's the back end, yeah, right? They it's the back jars, end. But Marcus man. Williams, Marcus Williams. Yeah. Played well in the first game. Pick had a big interception. He's the guy they needed in that back yep. in that backfield. But again, the corners are still shaky. I believe the corners are still getting injured. Um, Marcus Peters is a guy who I think I might not play in this matchup. Uh, so that's the biggest fear is actually the outside corners. So again, Tyree kill Jalen Waddle wheels up, but Chase Edmonds, I don't know about that personally. I may I'm not going to Ray. Would you start Chase Edmonds this week? Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, you have to if you have Chase. Who are you starting over Chase Edmonds? Yes. You a lot of Chase guys. Evans. His over-under is 40 rushing yards. You start Chase Edmonds. 20 you, receiving if yards. If you have, if you have Chase Edmonds, here. if you drafted him, 
you probably are going to be forced to start him, whether it's in your RB2 or RB3 spot or yeah. a flex spot. He's a running back, man. You're not going to sit him. Who you know? Uh, yes, if you have Chase Edmonds, you got to run him, right? You got to run him. Um, is there any? Uh, let's, we didn't talk about Shoddy B, Rashad Bateman. Uh, no. you know, we, we talked a lot about the Ravens' backfield. Rashad Bateman. It was looking a little rocky last week versus the Jets until he caught that long touchdown pass. Hopefully, they get him a little more involved in the offense. Right? Come on, Rashad Bateman. Come on, Shoddy B. Receiving yards. Call Would your you, shot. What is it? Forty-six and a half receiving yards. Call your over. shot. I'm taking the over. Forty-six and a half. Ooh, I don't know. Forty-six and a half. I'm taking the over. Forty-six and a half. I'm taking the over. Okay, New England, Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Mac Jones. Yuck. He's got a broken back. His back hurts. Um, broke back Jones. Broke back Jones versus uh, the Pittsburgh defense, who played really, <laughs> played phenomenal. <laughs> Not really well. They played phenomenal versus the Bengals, but they are without. T.J. Watt and the Najee Harris saga continues. It was a Liz Frank, then it was a high ankle sprain, then he's a full participant at practice. Now he has yep. no injury. I, I've never seen anything like it, man. I, I Literally, it was like, do we sell Najee Harris for a first? We literally had this conversation. Are we selling Najee Harris and his Liz Frank for a first-round pick? Then it transitions to a high ankle sprain, and now he has nothing. He's just good to go. I don't know what to make of it, man. He's a monster. Apparently, I, and, and if you have him, the messed up part is you have to start him because you're not going to bench him. You drafted him yeah. too high to be like, ah, I want to wait and see. You got to play him versus this New England defense. It's not very good. Uh, where are you at with the Steelers and Najee, man? Um, Like you said, Somebody's you, you got to play him. What, what choice do you have? Yeah, spinal, spinal injury. Yeah, Mike Tyson, legitimately. Mike Tyson. Those that know, know. You got to go look that up, Mike Tyson, spinal. Um, okay, we- so we got Najee Harris, 53 and a half rushing yards, which is not inspiring, especially after how bad Chase Edmonds looked against the Patriots last week. I think to your point, the Patriots' defense isn't great, but I think they're still more... They're still more susceptible in the secondary than in the running game, and so we'll see how that obviously plays out. Deontay, you're probably going to start... Don't think you're starting Pickens or Claypool. Um, I thought Claypool had a decent matchup last week. It didn't really play out that way. Mitch Trubisky just looked god-awful. Maybe you start Pat Fryermuth if you have to. It's weird. That, it's weird it's because there's a lot of players that they're – like you don't want to start, start Claypool, but, but like depending on your roster, league size, he might end up being that final flat. I think I might have to roll Claypool out there a couple of oh, times. Oh, God. He's, he's the he's the running back. He uh, didn't he run the ball six times at six carries. He, he was almost he he either was the leading rusher or almost the leading rusher because he got so many fly sweeps. Um, but right, uh, who's Debo winning this Samuel, game? baby? Oh, yeah, he up. leads the team in rushes. Six carries, thirty six <laughs> yards. He leads the team in rushing yards. All right, who you got in this matchup? Pats are favored by two. On the road too, which is. I don't. I can't do tell it. Me how broke, tell Pittsburgh. me how broke back Jones is going to go in there and beat Pittsburgh. the Steelers in Pittsburgh. 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 I can't do it. Yeah, I, I got I got Pittsburgh too. And I got the under. 40 and Troy, a half is too many. Troy said it just like me. Claypool, a high upside flex. I think he is a flex, man. I think, again, you're not rolling him out there as your wide receiver too. I pray you're not. Um, or you're, you know, with confidence. But you're banking on him doing Chase Claypool stuff. Uh, running downfield, jumping up, catching a long pass, falling down to the ground very hard and getting four yeah. or five carries out of the backfield. He he hits the ground harder than anybody else in the NFL, even Mike Williams. It's 
Claypool and Mike Williams who catch it and just slam the earth. The upper Harder, echelon. Just upper echelon hit the ground players, Chase Claypool and uh and Mike Williams. But no, I would take I would take uh New England favorite on the road. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. And that Steelers defense no. has been way too good to possibly no. go there. And Mac Jones is not healthy. They have no receiver of consequence. I don't know what they're doing in the running game. Ty Montgomery is out. They paid all this money to yeah. tie. Should what see a, a heavy dose of Ramondre, right? That's a big thing. What a cluster fuck of like just money management. Like John U. Smith, yep. Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, and none of those dudes are like relevant. None of them. Yep. None of them. What are they yep. doing? Like it just you look at New England and what's changed? L- We've listen, been asking this question l- listen, for months. Man, we give I I'm not taking anything away from Bill Belichick and his resume as a coach, man. But yo, you look at how bad this team has just been. I, I even yep. think you take Tom Brady off of some of those teams that went to the Super Bowl where n- no no shade to Julian Edelman, but he's he's not anything special, right? Like he's you take Brady off of that. What are the Patriots, man? How much how much did he cover up? Because it looks like they have no clue what to do. From the moment TB12 said I'm out of here, the Patriots have no clue what to do. Like none. Player personnel, yeah. draft, nothing, man. Calling the damn plays. Mac Jones out there calling the plays and trying to run the offense. Yeah. This is just bad, man. They look bad. This is maybe like you can say, you know, Tom Brady and how much he covered up, but I still, like, I genuinely believe, right? This is one of the worst team, teams they've fielded in years. Like, just I don't disagree. From a total talent standpoint, like, I, I get the, the whole Brady aspect of it, but like, even Edelman and Welker and these guys, like, they were really good with or without Brady. Like, Edelman had some good years when Brady was hurt and other, all these other things. Welker, obviously, beyond Brady's years. For me, it's just like, I don't know what they're doing on either side of the ball, right? Defense has been okay, but the offense has been so bad that they have no business winning any of these games. They're going to lose on Sunday. I just, I don't see how they're going to win. I don't. And they're favored by two and a half? Favored by two, yeah. And the line started at one, and now it's already moved to two. Pe- yeah. People just, they love the Patriots. They believe in Bill Belichick no matter what. And this could be the year that people finally like, you know what? Just, it's not going to happen this year. It's just not. And I don't see how it's going to turn around. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. I'm with you. All right, Jay, uh, what game do you want to talk about next? Just kind of run through it. What game do you want to talk uh, about? Do you want to do Washington-Detroit? Because that one people are pretty excited about. Really? No. All right, well, no, let's talk no about it. Wins. Let's talk about well, it. Well, Detroit... First first game, Detroit's been favored in, I believe, 24 straight games. There you go. Dogs. Jay Rich is back on games. it. He's back on it. Look at him. Look at him. It's oh, not my, it's not my sometimes stat. Sometimes you just got to put somewhere. some fire on ass and people get it together, baby. Let's go, baby. All right. So first they have been favored in, in 50 they years. Are pres- they, they are presently favored, uh, but it's only one point right now. This oh. line could actually flip by <laughs> kickoff. So okay. but we'll see what happens. But they were opening favorites. Um do we think that Carson Wentz can have a repeat performance against the Lions on Sunday? Obviously in a dome, so not outside, no weather concerns. Carson Wentz coming off of, I believe, four touchdown performance. I'm kind of kind of feeling some Carson Wentz this week. Oh, can you start Carson wh- Wentz with Why? Coffee? I am kind of on YOLO Wentz. It's the experience, man. You know that shit's going to be like this. We ride it. Carson we ride it, Wentz man. We is ride the it. roller coaster. You saw shout out Matt Kelly, the podfather. He had one of the best. <laughs> The best videos of all time with the Traylon Burks roller coaster, and he was actually on, yeah, actually on a roller coaster. That's Carson Wentz. Just replace. We should take that clip of Matt Kelly talking about Burks and just put Carson Wentz on there and just <laughs> use it for everything because it is the experience, right? You just don't know what you're gonna get. 
But I'm pleasantly excited. Like, I'm surprisingly kind of interested in this one. I think there's a lot of different storylines inside of the game, right? It's Wentz versus Goff. You've got Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin for the Commanders. You've got Antonio Gibson coming off of, you know, a 50-plus rushing yard performance and a 70-yard receiving performance. Can he continue to build upon his positive week one and make it so that when Brian Robinson does come back, you know, this is Antonio Gibson's backfield now, B-Rob, and you're going to be his compliment like a lot of people thought that would be going into the season. Uh, You look on the Detroit side of the ball. I know DeAndre Swift didn't practice. Eric Vanek said Thursday practice reports, take them with a grain of salt, really start to panic if they're not practicing on Friday. Um, But you got DeAndre Swift. you got Amon Ross St. Brown coming off of – a very good week one, eight for 64 and one for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, this is a game that I think could be sneaky fun, man. Sneaky fun. Like, you know, Jamal Williams, we got to deal with him again. Vulturing we touchdowns no, we, from DeAndre we ain't dealing Swift. with it. He's, he's a problem. He's going to be here. He ain't going nowhere, baby. Jamal Williams vulturing touchdowns all season long from DeAndre Swift. But yeah, to and, your point, I think and, it's Amon Ross. And Curtis Samuel, man. Curtis Samuel Curtis woke Samuel, up. yeah. It's, Curtis Samuel I think that's woke the, up biggest takeaway here is what do we see from the receivers and Carson Wentz how does he target these guys because I believe the targets were it started with Curtis Samuels one I believe with 11 Gibson I think had nine then Dodson had I think four or five McLaurin only had like two targets in that game so is he going to be the primary guy going forward and kind of how do we how do we separate that um I think that's the Wait, biggest McLaurin, thing for me that what? I want to see in this game. McLaurin he only had like two targets in that game and I believe he caught both and one was the long touchdown right because he only had two receptions mm. um so that's that's the biggest thing is like it was a lot of Samuel, a lot of Gibson, some Dodson, and very little McLaurin, if I'm remembering correctly. So how does that actually shake out and does that continue going forward? Because that's a bit of a problem, people who own McLaurin, and a big and a big favor for people who did spend up on Curtis Samuel for Fab. I think you have to start him personally. He was so heavily involved in week one and another good matchup against Detroit. I think you gotta start Curtis Samuel in, in week two for sure. All right, there we go. Curtis Samuel with some life. He's got a pulse, bounce back Samuel. Really quick, we are not about to spend longer than 60 seconds on the Giants and Panthers. It's Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, right? That's it? That's it. That's is that it. it? DJ Moore? And how bad I, is Baker Mayfield? Can Who's I interest you in DJ Moore? Nope. Really? Pass. You're Pass. You passing you got, on DJ you got, Moore? Do you got the Giants at home, minus one and a half? I do. I think the Giants will win this game. Giants are about to be 2-0, and oh, man. That's why. Giants are going to be 2-0. Oh, Giants are about division. to be 2-0. They're about to be two and zero, but honestly, anybody yeah. else from this game that that? Mm. How about Robbie Anderson? Quick, Robbie Anderson, maybe Be- best ball only. I'm not. Well, <laughs> I mean, not if you're not starting DJ Moore, we started Robbie Anderson. Probably not, right? No, if, uh, but are you not starting? The, you have to start DJ Moore. You cannot not start him. I don't think you have to. You have to. You have to. If you I mean, look at what Tennessee did to. in the receiving game. They didn't. They like the the Giants played pretty good, man. They still got a pretty good pass rush too. Like, is Baker going to play? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Saquon Barkley and Christian bad. McCaffrey, the battle of the backs. That's what I want to see. The battle of the broken backs. You got broken McCaffrey, broken Saquon. Let's watch these Broke two. Back Jones. Everybody. Let's watch these two fossils go get it this weekend. Um, yeah, Kadarius Tony seems to be in the doghouse Running with the third again. team. Uh, yep, yes, running he's with the third in the doghouse. But he doesn't oh, care, boy. though, as long he as they're winning. He, he doesn't, doesn't give care. a damn. He, he doesn't, doesn't give a damn either. He, and, and he's got that guaranteed is, contract. He's got a guaranteed contract. He's going to get his money, and he'll be on a new team in next offseason. He'll be gone, or by the trade deadline. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Uh, somebody said, let Baker cook. Yikes. Oh, uh, God. Jacksonville no, versus Indy. The game inside the game. I think there's a little more in this one than, than what meets the eye, right? Okay. First off, uh, Jonathan Taylor, yes, fire him up. 99 and a half on the 90s. I saw him on the books at 96 and a half rushing yards for JT. 99 and a half. 99 and a half. There you go. 99 and a half rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor. You've got Matt Ryan back there limping around in the in, in at quarterback because he's old and yep. can't run. Michael Pittman Jr., fingers crossed he plays. Please just play. We want him to play. 12, 13 yep. targets. Michael Pittman, come on, baby, take that step. Become that become that wide receiver one um, this season, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Kylan Granson got a bunch of targets out of nowhere. I, I thought he was done for. I don't know who the tight end is in, in, in Indy. I have no clue. I don't know, Jay. I don't, I'm not. Do you want any of them? Mo Ali Cox. No, no, Kylan no, 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 no. I don't know what it's, to do, it's man. It's too sporadic. The routes are all over the place. You can't count on one week after week. I think, you know, when you look for a dumpster dive tight end, you hope that he can at least be the primary option and run the routes. I think in Indy, there's just too many options week to week. We don't know who the tight end is going to be, who's going to block, who's going to catch. I think they can all do a bit of everything, and that poses a bit of problems for us in fantasy football. Um, but uh, Patrick asked in the chat, or who was it who asked in the chat? Man, I missed it. Mark asked it. Are we Who's still up? giving Trevor Lawrence a mulligan? Man, he had he had almost three hundred pass and one TD, one pick. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine for Week One. I thought he he looked better Week One with Doug Peterson than he looked all of last year with Urban Meyer. Even though I think his yeah. Week One last year was pretty good, but he looked fine, man. <laughs> He's got a receiver, Christian Kirk, sneaky good, man. Sneaky good, six for one seventeen. He was the cheapest hundred and forty target wide receiver you could get in the offseason. Yes, and he was. I love his usage. I love his involvement. Um, Travis Etienne and James Robinson, we will be monitoring that situation as well. Yep. Uh, hopefully Etienne gets a little more involved on the ground and, and, and in the receiving game. We know J-Rob led that backfield in, in carries, but Etienne still averaged damn near 10 a pop, 4 for 40, 4 for 47. So um, we'll see how that plays out, man. We'll see how that plays out for those guys. And Jonathan Taylor, of course. Yes, he's... Yeah, he's going to be... you got to start him, but I think that's it, right? Uh, Zay Jones. I would start Christian Kirk. Yes. He got a lot of targets again. Zay Jones. Everyone keeps saying it, man. I mean, he keeps... Yeah. Every time... Every time Zay Jones is on the field, I don't care what team he's on, if they throw it to him, he's normally... He's making a play, man. He's just... He doesn't have a consistent role to be like, yes, you have to start Zay Jones. But if you have Zay Jones in best ball, you should feel pretty good. Like, I... I, got, oh, yeah. I want that asset, right? Like he could he could easily go out there and get you five or six grabs and score a touchdown. So I think Jacksonville has some nice Jacksonville has some pieces, man. For fantasy, you, you're starting a lot of these guys. You're starting T Law. You're starting both running backs. You're starting Christian Kirk. And I think that's maybe it. maybe deep 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 leagues you're flexing Zay Jones. Maybe maybe. But could I you like start uh, Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram actually got some targets too. No, at a tight end. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No love for Evan Ingram out here. Damn. I don't know. Damn. No. All right. Another another quick game. Um, Houston, Denver. <laughs> it's just Sunder Judy, right? Runner Who's going to be the guy? 9 6, Who's run pass. Be the guy? 9 6, yeah. run pass. Let's ride. Russell Wilson is a guy, man. He is a character. <laughs> I'll tell you that's, that. That's um, all you can say about Russell Wilson. He's uh, a Judy guy. Judy versus Sutton. Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon, neither of them can hold on to the ball. Javonta Williams is a great receiving back. Uh, you're going to start those guys. You're starting everybody I just said. You're, you're starting Albert O. 
You're starting yep. Russell Wilson. You're starting. Are you starting Melvin Gordon? He's a flex play as well. M- Melvin I think Gordon? so. Yeah, yeah with his play. involvement. Yeah, and especially again another game environment. We we projected a blowout last week. It didn't really mm-hmm. play out that way, but we projected a blowout. They're favored by ten points. So in a game that you project to be a blowout. No. Yeah, man, favored by ten points. You don't. Okay, so we can get back to that. But yeah, favored by ten points right now. Uh, but yeah, projecting a blowout should see more Melvin Gordon involvement like we saw last time. Uh, I think the question, Ray, for me is Damian Pierce. So last week, Rashad Penny had 60 rushing yards on, I believe, like 12 carries. He had a few big runs called back last week against the Broncos. The Broncos were one of the worst teams against the run last year. I don't know if they're going to be able to, if they're going to be as bad against Houston because they may just come down, sack the box a little bit. But they weren't very good against the run last year. That obviously played itself in out in week one. Damian Pierce is a guy who's supposed to be getting more work this week per Lovey Smith. Okay. His line on the books is 42 and a half rushing yards, Ray. Can he go over that number? I mean, you saw Rashad Penny have some nice runs versus that Denver defense. Um, yeah, he looked very good. He did. He, he did look very good. Um, he's 230 pounds, too. He's a big boy. P- Penny just doesn't look like a physical specimen, but he's got some juice. The thing um, that's curious, he's fast. He's a lot he faster is, than people realize because he, he still runs like 4'4". Four, four, yeah, he is huge. fast. Um, can Pierce get 42 yards? Yes, he can. Um, yes. Will he get 42 yards? Yeah. <laughs> Are you taking the over? Right, I am here. I'm waiting Joe, for you. Joe Are we taking the over? Joe, the over what? Points? Four to two and a half. Oh. No. Yes. Rushing yards. Yes. 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 I'm looking at Joe. Joe said I'm drawn to cringe in real life. I'd probably like <laughs> I love you, Joe. Um, yeah, I'm taking over 42 yards. Yes. Uh who are you starting from Houston besides de- reluctantly and Do you want to start Cooks? You have to. You have to. I know you. You but do I want to? No. Do I want to? Is the question. No, I don't want to. But you like. I don't really want to start any of them, man. I don't want to start Damian <laughs> Pierce. Not really. I don't want to really start anybody. I don't want to start Brevin Jordan. I was Nico Collins. Uh, uh, Judy. The Broncos. Alberto, the Broncos. That's it. I'm, not saying, Melvin, I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't start those guys because you may not have a choice, right? I don't want yeah. to. I don't, I don't want to. And they're on the road. Houston's on the road. 10-point dogs. Houston's on the road. Yeah, in Denver. 10-point dogs. Can they cover the spread, Ray? They covered the spread last week. Can they do it this week? I think so. I, I think so. I mean, they played a lot Ray's better. Ray's got the Texans on the spread. Okay? Yeah, I would, take the, I would take the Texans. Give me the points. Give me the points. I would take the I think Texans. the defense the is points. better than people. Well, people did give them credit, obviously, after week one. But I think the defense is, they show they're pretty good. And, we'll, and Stingley's impact on that defense was definitely noticeable in that yes. matchup for sure. He's good. He's a good young cornerback. Yep. Derek Stingley's not. All right, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. And this is a 10-point spread as well. And I'm so right. intrigued by this game. I, I okay. truly think on for the Sunday games, because we got two Monday night games, and um, we're not going to – we gonna the Sunday night game, we'll get to that in a second. But it's a 10-point spread. But Atlanta versus L.A., I'm very intrigued by this matchup. A – I want to see the Rams, man. Are the Rams that bad or were the Bills that good? Is What's up with Matthew Stafford? What's going on with Allen Robinson? Even when you look at Cooper Cup, I want to see A.J. Terrell locked up on Cooper Cup all game. A.J. Terrell is one of the—I think he's a top-five cornerback in the NFL. He's that good for Atlanta. And a lot of people, you must not, I know you don't watch a lot of defense. I know no, I know. He had, he was one of the uh, highest graded cornerbacks uh, last year, right? He I know is he's the real really damn deal. AJ Terrell is the real damn deal. So you got Terrell, 
You got Jalen Ramsey. You got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. You got Drake London in this matchup who, you know, in his rookie debut, seven targets, five receptions, 74 yards, which led all rookie yep. receivers. 12.2% uh, yard, uh, 12 catch rate over expected, almost three yards per route run, 3.7 receiving EPA, which when targeted, which led all rookies. And then he had five targets, three receptions, 59 yards on passes, 10 to 19 yards. So he's running the routes downfield that matter, right? Drake London, you, you just go, I, I challenge anybody out here, just go to YouTube and put Drake London week one. He looks like the, he looks good, man. He looks like he's going to be the real fucking deal. So I want to see London versus Jalen Ramsey. I want to see A.J. Terrell on Cooper Cup. I want to see what's going on with Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. What's going on in the Rams' backfield? Is Allen Robinson going to get busy this week? Is Marcus Mariota half-ass decent to where he can hold this job after this season? And the 30—how old is Cordero Patterson? 33? 33 years? 32. And he's just he's running like he's a young man. He's just running like a young man, running wild, Jay. Cordell Patterson, RB1 every week. Go get you some Patterson yeah, if you need the win. Fucking good. He's damn good. You know? So um, now that Ray McFarland has got his uh, numbers off, great job, Ray. That was uh, a lot of great numbers there for Drake London. But the people really don't care about Drake London. They're starting Drake London. Um, can we start Kyle Pitts? That's, that's, that's the main question I need to know right now. Can yes! we start Kyle Pitts? What? Because Kyle Pitts coming off another uh, phenomenal tight end one performance. I believe it was two receptions for 23 yards. Um, the people are wondering, right? It's a uh, first round dynasty pick. Uh, top three rounds in, in startup drafts for a redraft. Uh, Kyle Pitts not off to a hot start. 47 and a half on over under for his rushing or receiving yards. Where are you at with Kyle Pitts against the Rams? Okay. Let's, okay. Let's talk about Kyle Pitts for a minute. Let's just talk about Kyle Pitts. Because... He is the dynasty tight end one. He is. Should he be? Got no. to, man. Mark Andrews should be. Mark Andrews should be. 100%. 100% he should be. Just admit it. Then then I will leave you alone. Just admit that Mark Andrews Why? is the tight end Why one. Why are and you then saying we'll that? I'm just asking. Because just asking. He's, he's much more consistent with the same ceiling. Much more consistent with the same ceiling. Yeah, I'm he's not, a little bit sure. older, he, but no, he's like 26. Uh, yeah, no. Kyle Pitts is still that. The the issue is it, it it's just the consistent like he he ran all the routes like I think uh, Ian Hart has put out a tweet I mean his route participation was off the charts they weren't asking him to block he just didn't get the targets I'm not I'm not panicking on they didn't catch the ball he got a, seven targets just like Drake London and he only had twenty yards Drake London seventy yards not all targets you know? are equal man not maybe they were did you look at all seven of them they weren't on target no. some of them weren't on target they were out of reach they were bad throws. You don't go out there as a rookie and drop a thousand yards as a rookie tight end as the guy and not be good. He's still the dynasty tight end one, man. It's just that he needs some more consistent quarterback play. And hopefully Mariota can continue to develop that rapport with him. He did have the seven targets. He did participate in the routes. He did get the looks. He just didn't convert. Like, it's not like he was blocking the whole time or Arthur Smith said, we're not going to use this guy. The same way he went out there and he had two for 15 last week, he can go get his eight or nine for 150 this Sunday. Like, that is within his range of outcome because he's that good of a player. You know, I just think that we do need to have a little level of of patience, even as great as he is, right? As great as he is, uh, you got to look, you can't ignore the situation around him. So, uh, yes, he's still the dynasty tight end one. He still should be. I know some, I think... 
the better thing what you said is I think people are like the gap between he and Andrews. Maybe it shouldn't be as big as it is because it's like yeah. Pitts, you know, Grand Canyon like a, tier break, like, yeah, legit. and then Mark it's Andrews crazy. and everybody else. Maybe it shouldn't be that way. And I know we've talked about that a little bit. That Mark Andrews is damn good, and he's still relatively young. What he just turned twenty seven years old, um, twenty six yeah. years old. So both of them are phenomenal. I'm not worried about it. But this game, there is a lot of storyline built into it and I know it's a 10 point spread but I will be tapped into the Falcons Rams I want to watch this game I want to see you listen man this is a hard start for Drake London you're going up against the Saints and now you got to go up against the Rams and it doesn't get easier for them so if he can continue to build that momentum um his stock is going to skyrocket too really really like I'm really digging this game man I think there's some some matchups inside the game that I like quite a bit for this uh for this Falcons Rams game yeah, for sure. Like you mentioned earlier, um, Daryl Henderson should be the guy uh, over under 60 and a half rushing yards, which I really like still. Uh, we'll see if he can get it going. But he got basically the entire workload in week one, right? Now they've had 10 days off. Let's see how do they acclimate Cam Akers. Is he healthy? I haven't. The good thing, I think, is I haven't heard anything about Cam Akers. And maybe that's either. a good thing. Maybe he's just quietly at practice, getting ready, getting going, and he can be good. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of expecting to see a lot of Daryl Henderson again just because of how heavily involved he was last week. But to your point, I think Drake London, depending on how they cover him, will be very interesting. And on the other side, how does how the hell does Atlanta plan on covering Cooper Cup? Because he's the only one that can catch the ball for Matthew Stafford. And does Stafford still look terrible? Or can he have a really good game to kind of bounce back from what happened against the Bills? <clears throat> yep. Um, what else do we have? Raiders and Cardinals should be a fun game. Um, Derek Carr and yeah. Kyler Murray. Devontae Adams getting all those damn targets. Hollywood Brown. Uh, hopefully James Conner gets a little more involved. He didn't do <laughs> outside that touchdown. Anything. He was nothing, you know. Thank goodness he got in the end zone last week. Zach Ertz, hopefully a little healthier. Seventeen targets for one Devontae Adams, just nutty. And you know what? Yep. Arizona's not good at covering anybody, so he <laughs> yeah, should be exactly. wide asshole open all game. Him. Waller, Renfro, this should be a get right game for my Raiders. You see, I'm wearing this black and this black and white for the Raiders today. I know they're silver yep. and black, but uh, my Raiders, my Las Vegas Raiders. I should go put on my Raiders hat. And Can jersey. confirm, Ray has officially adopted the Las Vegas Raiders for the 2022 season. For every after season, the loss of his sweet no. prince. Jack Prescott to his Dallas Cowboys. I can't. Um, I'm just making. I just need to make. We need to make the switch official, just so the people know we're not rooting for the I Cowboys like two anymore. Teams, this man. is a Raiders exclusive show going forward. I'm fine with it. I like Devontae Adams, I like Derek Carr. I think they're going to shred the Cardinals. My goodness. But on the back end as well, I think that we could see a breakout game from Hollywood Brown. Last game, we hoped we could see a lot from him. He didn't do much of anything. So hopefully, he can get going in this one up against a much more inferior secondary, in my opinion, in the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, let, let's just clarify this. I grew up in Las Vegas. Grew, that's where I grew up. During that time, there were no pro sports teams in Vegas, and we were told we would never get one. So all they showed, being on the West Coast, the Pacific time zone, were Cowboys games. So I grew up loving the Cowboys, moved to Texas, live in Dallas, and then as I'm living in Dallas, Vegas gets a team. I got to cheer for the home team. I have to. I got dual, I got dual alliances, allegiances, man. That's all right. You, you got know? one for each conference. That's okay. Yeah, That's one okay. NFC team and an AFC team, baby. It's the hometown. I got I to gotta rock for both. All right. Um, yes, you said Hollywood Brown potential breakout game. Hey, come so, on, yeah. Kyler. Let's go, Kyler. I want to see some more out oh, of Kyler Murray bad, this yeah. week. I mean, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Did some very nice runs in that game, but 
Probably need DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Rondell Moore, yeah. I, the last I saw, he still wasn't... Pre- yeah, I haven't seen anything about Rondell Moore, although I wasn't... Can't say I'm looking about Rondell yeah, Moore. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't look either. Rondell Moore hurt again. Hurt again yeah. for Rondell Moore. So, all right, Jay, uh, let's just go to it since we since we brought it up. Dallas Cowboys versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, matchups inside the game. Quarterback is going to be Cooper Rush. You never know. You get Woo. a guy that you get it. It's funny how these Woo. backup quarterbacks get in and they have nothing to lose, so they're just yoloing it, slinging you know, it. The yeah. Mike White five touchdown game or whatever he had. Cooper Rush. I think he played a little bit last year and played. He almost won the damn game he played in yeah. last year. Um, so Cooper Rush versus the Cincinnati team that was beat up up front by the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week One. Now they have to deal with Michael Parsons and Tank Lawrence. So. Joe Burrow getting hit because he holds the damn ball forever. He better get it out versus Parsons because Michael Parsons is coming. Um, oh yeah, and and you and you've got Jamar Chase versus Trayvon Diggs. And the last time those two faced off was in 2019, the LSU Alabama game. Jamar Chase gave him the business for the better part of that game. So it's going to be interesting to watch that. T. Higgins, last I saw, he still was not practicing, trying to get over that concussion. Joe Mixon should be able to run very well against this Dallas defense. Dallas could not stop the run versus Tampa Bay. They were just gashing them like crazy. The linebacking court is not good. It's not good. Dallas is down to safety and J. Ron Curse. So Joe Mixon should really be... And if they get up on Dallas early, turnovers, the game script could just get negative for Dallas, and Cincinnati may just try to get out of there. So Joe Mixon should be a great play versus Dallas. I want to talk to you about CeeDee Lamb, man. I mean, this is what's going to happen, right? Cooper Rush is probably going to be told to throw to one of two people, (laughs) Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb, but I expect Zeke Elliott to get a ton of work. Zeke and Tony Pollard have to be more involved. Zeke Elliott was very outspoken in the Dallas media saying, I need the ball. I'm fresh. I'm mm-hmm. ready. We have to lean on the run with this quarterback. Now, the O-line is still not good. Shout out to Tyler Smith on the left side holding his own as a rookie, as a left tackle. He played phenomenal in that game. But where are you at with Dallas, man? I feel like you got to fire up Zeke. You're still firing up Dalton Schultz, Pollard, flex play, and you're starting CeeDee Lamb if you have him because you kind of have to, right? So I'll give you the rundown on when Cooper Rush last started, and he actually won that game against Minnesota That's last season. 24 for 40, 325 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, to the point about the target distribution, 13 targets, eight receptions, 122, and a touchdown to Amari Cooper. Eight for eight targets, six receptions, 112 for CeeDee Lamb. But Dalton Schultz, seven targets, only two receptions. So Cooper Rush, much more successful throwing it outside. But again, that's against the Vikings, who had Patrick Peterson as their cornerback one last season. And to your point, Zeke Elliott had six targets in that game, four receptions, only 23 yards against the Vikings. But Pollard, only one target, one reception, and not a lot of yards carrying the ball either. So expect a lot of Zeke in this matchup. Kind of maybe the same for Pollard as we saw last week. Yeah. But we'll see. Because again, I think, you know, with that defensive front, are they going to be able to run the ball against the Bengals? Maybe. We'll see. Especially if you talk about how they're going to play defense. They have great safeties on the back end. They have okay corners. But that defensive front is really good. If they do choose to come down and stack the box a little bit, it will be tough for Zeke or Pollard to get anything going. And they just, again, force a backup quarterback and Cooper Rush to throw the ball. And, and I think that's kind of the key to success. But that's just where I'm at. I, I don't know if I'd be – I think you got to start all these guys. you got to start Lamb. You're probably starting Schultz. Probably starting Zeke. Since his run defense is pretty solid, and Dallas's o- yep. O-line is not good. So uh, 
I don't think Cooper Rush, I think you could do a lot worse than Cooper Rush at quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I do expect them to just, and if Cincinnati gets up on him, they're just going to throw the ball, right? Give us something, C.D. Jesus, give us something, (laughs) C.D. Lamb. So that's where I'm at with Dallas, and I I am interested to see Micah Parsons go up against that that D-line. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, we didn't talk about that. Jay, I have... I have no clue what's going on with Alvin Kamara. Um, last I saw, he was dealing with some. I don't know. I have no Rib clue. Rib injury. And yeah. he didn't practice again yesterday. So, again, monitor the reports today. Is he going to practice? Is he going to play? Um, I don't think – if he's active, you got to start him, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, I think yes. you don't have a choice. If he's active, you got to start him. Um, but outside of that, I don't know if I can trust him right now. Mm-hmm. I think what we've seen through receivers is very encouraging, right? Like, would you start Landry this yes. week oh, against yeah. the Bucks? yeah. Yeah. I think you have to, right? You're yep. starting Michael Thomas. Yep. Probably not starting Olave though. I think Olave didn't no, do enough. Yet. I don't not know yet. how involved he'll be. Not yet. Uh, but yeah, you're starting Kamara if mm-hmm. he's active. Jameis, maybe. Um, on the other Probably end though, Ta- obviously Taysom starting Hill? Tom Brady. Taysom Hill. Yeah, that's tough. I know, at tight right? end though. At tight end though. I mean, there's work. If you got nothing at tight end, Taysom Hill's not a bad option. Let he me ran ask for you eighty this. yards and a touchdown last Taysom week. Taysom Hill or David Njoku? Taysom Hill, not close. Not close. Yeah. Not close. Yeah. Taysom Hill and or Hayden Hurst. He passes the ball, right? Hayden Hurst is sneaky good. We didn't bring him up either. Against he should, Dallas. He Against should have Dallas. a good game. Dallas yeah, can't cover tight ends. Dallas, Dallas, yeah, he should be all right. Unless they put Micah on him, which I hope they don't do that. <laughs> Just let Micah a little rush bit closer. the passer. But so um, on the other end, though, can you start Mike Evans in this matchup against Marshawn Lattimore? When Marshawn Lattimore is going to be rabid, rabid to face Mike Evans again for like the eighth time or whatever their matchup is. Mike Evans, I believe, has never had more than 65 receiving yards. 64 yards against Marshall. 64 Latimer. is the max, yeah. 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 64 receiving yards. And I think he's had like you're gonna one start. Here's the thing. You're going to start him, and you know what the outcome is going to be, and you just have Bagel. to sit there and take it. You just got to accept it. Um, Do you know how excited I am for Monday comes, and it'll be like, Mike Evans, brick. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a brick. I'm, He's going to, but you got to start. You have to know Chris Godwin. Um, you got, you got to start him. But Lattimore versus Evans is like, it's what Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Norman were back in the day. For those of y'all who are yeah. actually uh, watching football, for, those two, when they got together, you know it was going to be a damn fight. They're slapping helmets, they're getting ejected. Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore, just ding, ding, ding. The, the the you know round one in the octagon those oh, yeah. two you got to start him but it's probably not going to end for whatever reason Marshawn Lattimore just he straps up Mike Evans every time man every time yeah every damn time every Jay time. um all right every we got time. one more to get through before we get out of here or, or well sort of Trey Lance talk about Trigger Trey real quick I saw Trey in the strip club making it rain with the honey <laughs> really yeah you didn't see the video he's in that bitch he got a stack of money. He's got ass on him. He's just making it rain. Trigger Trey, getting it out of system, right? We finally get some good game conditions. It's not going to be a tsunami yeah. out there. It's hard to grade any of those guys when it's just the pour down rain. Um, but where are you at with the with the 49ers offense? Uh, no Elijah Mitchell. Doesn't look like George Kittle is going to play. Yep. Yep. Probably not going to play. I don't know, man. I mean, Geno, I, I think who, it's just, well, do you think Geno Smith is going to get another another dub? No. Okay. Oh, God, no. Could you imagine? Geno Smith 2-0? Oh, I can't imagine man, I don't know. That's, I can't imagine that is something. I you, you know the Seahawks it. are leading the division, right? I'm, I know the you know 49ers fans are making a lot of they're, – they're getting a little antsy about Trey Lance. I know that. There's a, he, he does it's have to have a good game, though. It's one, but he why? Has to have a, 
Why? It's it was one the, week. It was the Bears, though. The Bears. It was we a know, tsunami, like, man. Bro, not, like being real. Okay, you okay, can't hold on, judge hold on, that hold on, shit, man. Hold on, hold on. No, bro, think about this for a second. This is this is not Tom Brady in the tsunami, a guy who can't run. This is your boy, Trey Lance, Mr. 1K rushing yards, 50 yards a game. We ain't seeing him running the ball over the field. No one should be able to tackle he him had his in the 50. rain. He got his 50. He Why got didn't he have 100? He's got these, he's got these wheels, he's got the conditions. Dog. I mean, like, it, it's, it's supposed to be the guy, okay, you can't throw the ball. That's fine. But you are known for running the football, so run the football. I mean, that's just, again, this is, the, this is the guy who's supposed to take them all the way. And when you are following up Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to the NFC Championship game, you have to be good. They have to win this game. They have to win it big. They're favored by 8.5. Ray, will they cover 8.5? No. Seattle, give me Seattle in the points. Give yeah, me Seattle so on the points. Give me Seattle I think on it'll the be points. Close. Again, it was a tsunami, right? Trey Lance is going to be all right. Um, and stop Justin Fields. Aaron Rodgers and his hurt feelings versus the Chicago Bears. What's going to happen in this Sunday night game? Aaron, I uh, just can't. Aaron Jones is going to be heavily involved. Heavily involved. Come on, give me some Aaron Jones like fifty targets. That would be yeah. beautiful. I mean, Aaron um, Jones. The the Lafleur said he's not going to go into the fourth quarter having four fucking carries again either. That which is just insane to me. Like, how do you yep. go into? The, did you see on keep trade cut who RB eleven is? <laughs> AJ Dillon. Dillon, baby. AJ Dillon. Over under wow. 50 and a half rushing yards. Who has more rushing yards, AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think so too. Aaron Jones. I think so too. Aaron Can Darnell Jones. Mooney bounce back against Jair yes. Alexander? It was a tsunami. So. Justin Fields. He had 22 yards like in the third quarter. Yes, it was a tsunami. I'm I'm starting everyone. I, anybody that I was thinking about starting from the Chicago and the 49ers game week one. I'm starting him again in week two because week one. That includes Colcomet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to get Col- me a zero. Colcomet over under for receiving yards is twenty eight and a half yards. Over. That's not a lot. Over. Okay. That's two catches. Over. Yeah, it is. It's not a lot. Where not are they lot. playing at? Is it is it snowing in it's Green in Bay? Green Bay. No, it's it's, snow? it's okay. September. They're, you're good. It'll probably be. I mean, it may be maybe cold, yeah. but it won't be snowing. So right. we'll see how Justin Fields plays against that defense. Um, and obviously Rodgers needs to have a bounce back game because he played pretty bad in week one against the Vikings. All right, we're all overtime, and I don't even care. Joe asked me, are there who are the college players that we're looking at this weekend? So let's put up the oh. college, let's put let's just real Tank quick. Bigsby. Well, I think Penn, I think Penn State Auburn is a, is going to be a good game. Tank Bigsby versus yeah. Nick Singleton should be a very good matchup. You get to see yep. the I know it's a long way out, but the RB one in twenty twenty five. 2025 Nicholas Singleton versus a bounce back running back that people left for dead in Tank Bigsby. That should be a really good matchup. I'm I'm excited yep. for that one. Um, who else are we looking at? Cedric Tillman. Um, yep. You're not going to yeah, watch that Cedric game, Tillman. but Tennessee Hendon Hooker, Cedric Tillman. They play Akron. Uh, Cedric Tillman is a very very good wide receiver, and and he's starting to get national buzz. Jay, he's starting to get national really? buzz. As the wow, top-rated senior wide receiver and projected first-round pick, Cedric Tillman, six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds, probably going to run about a four-five forty-yard dash. Uh, the yep. production is there. The crazy thing about Tillman is he's a fifth-year senior, but he's only twenty-two years old. I don't know how the hell that what? happened. I don't know how you've been in college that long and you're still twenty-two, but he's still relatively young. So Cedric Tillman, Joe, is a player that I'm looking forward to seeing. Listen, we got to talk Anthony Richardson, bounce back game. After the performance yep. versus Kentucky and Will Levis, he goes up against South Florida. Last year when he played against South Florida in limited duty, 
big time runs. Like he had like an 80 yard touchdown run, touchdown passes galore. Like he played really well versus South Florida. So you want to see Anthony Richardson get it together. Uh, Miami versus Texas A&M is like the late night game, right? Oh, Tyler Van Dyke. Maybe Haynes Van King. Dyke? Yeah. No, not Haynes King, but Devon A. Chain. Yes. Uh, the ABC matchup. About- the ABC matchup say- that night is uh, Michigan State versus Washington. So you've got Jaden Reed, Jalen McMillan that you're going to watch. Michael Penix Jr., Jalen Berger. Um, that should yeah, be Jaylen a. They, they also have a uh, Michigan State as a freshman wide receiver that's really good as well. And then for me, like the game that I'm that I'm personally interested in is USC versus Fresno State. That's the Fox game, yep. 9.30 p.m. QB1, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, a.k.a. Justin Jefferson 2.0 versus Jake Hayner, Jalen Cropper. Should be a bonanza, the highest projected over-under total, uh, scoring total on the slate. 74 is a projected total yep. for that game. So. Over. Over 74. Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Dye should be a really fun game to watch at night. And I'm glad that game is on at night. Um, that way we don't have to compete with anybody. Ohio State's playing a cupcake. Um, Alabama's got ULM. ULM beat them like 10 years ago. But there's not yeah. a ton on the slate as far as like big time matchups. But there are just those individual players. Sean Tucker versus Purdue. Want to continue to see Tucker play well, right? That game is early in the morning, so you'll be able to knock that one out. Um, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Scott Frost is gone. Oklahoma going into Lincoln to play against Anthony Grant. You got Trey Palmer at wide receiver. Dylan Gabriel, Marvin Mims. Uh, You know, this this should be a fun game in the morning. And then uh, the last one we'll talk about is the number one team in the country. Georgia versus South Carolina. We get an SEC matchup. Early on, Stetson Bennett will be drafted and will be in the NFL for a long time as a beautiful Chase Daniels-level replacement player and make a great career. After he's done in the NFL, he'll go be the AD at Georgia or run for governor um, in, in, in Georgia. I guarantee, Stetson Bennett's going to be the governor of the, of the state of Georgia at some point. I guarantee you it's going to happen. Maybe. Kenny McIntosh, we talked about Kenny McIntosh in the All Gas newsletter. Tap into that. But as far as like marquee matchups, Jay, we don't have a ton this weekend, man. Yeah, there's there's none really that I was looking at. You know, you talked about the USC game. I'll be watching that one. You didn't mention Jordan Mims as well, a guy that you're going to be watching on the Fresno side, yeah. the running back out of Fresno, should run all over USC. Um, and then the other guys I wanted to look at was Jaleel Brock from Iowa State, right? He's a guy coming off back-to-back 100-yard games, a guy we've been betting on a lot. His yes. line this week is a little bit higher than we were hoping for, but I believe he's a freshman, right? Freshman running back taking over for Brees Hall, yes. uh, playing really, really well, right? So again, a guy that, you know, future projects really well. Iowa State, we know, likes to have workhorse running backs that we that we see a lot in the NFL, obviously coming from Brees Hall and David Montgomery. Jaleel Brock could be the next one. And he's then Xavier Hutchinson from wide receiver as well. Another guy who's been putting up a ton of numbers for Iowa State. So I'll be intrigued to watch that one a little bit, uh, see how those guys perform, see if they can continue. But I think Cedric Tillman is the guy that, you know, you've been putting me on to early in the season that I'm really excited to watch again in this I matchup. also want to throw out your guy too. I want to throw out your guy. And he just continues to stack. I know Card- Cody Carpentier is on him. I like him. I know you like him. K.J. Jefferson just keeps stacking yeah. on solid good performances. Game good game. And he doesn't turn the ball over. He's slimmed down. He can run. He can throw. He just keeps stacking up positive performances on positive performances. Now, Arkansas plays nobody. I think it's Missouri State they play. Yeah. So it's a cupcake game. This is, I think this is the last sort of cupcake weekend, but KJ Jefferson, keep the name on your radar. And I believe um, you guys don't hold me to it, 
But this Saturday night, um, maybe during the USC game, because I could just watch it right here, we will uh, do a live stream and recap some of the players for college. So I might go live um, this weekend. I might go live. Mike's wondering why we're not talking about DJ Pooh right now. How do you feel about uh, DJ Uyunglele? He's played better. He's played better this year. I know it's not great. He has not played like a first-round pick. He's played better. Can we... Yes, Gene, is that confirmed? Is Max is Johnson that, is actually starting for A&M? Max Johnson is the starting quarterback for A&M. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, seriously. Thank goodness. Haynes King is And then um, uh, Dynasty Barry said Jacob Cohen as well, the wide receiver out of Arizona. Three touchdowns mm-hmm. week one. Had a bit of a bad yeah, game last week, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully he can bounce back. He's also one of our highest projected players. Um, as far as Edge goes on the slate, if you're playing on prize picks, his over-under, if it's still the same, was 68.5. Yeah. Even him projected for 94 and a half receiving yards. So I do like Jacob Cohen a lot. A guy who was out of UTSA, transferred to Arizona. Very talented, um, great route runner, and probably will be drafted in like the third round of the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good... A lot of names this weekend. Not a lot of games, a lot of names. But I think I may go live this Saturday, so make sure you tap in. If you're not doing anything late Saturday night, come hang out with me. I'll set the mood, turn the lights down, and we can just talk some college football and see if these players actually perform. But appreciate you tapping in with us this week. Remember, we got some new shows starting next week. Newsletter in the description, Jay. Um, Anything else you want to tell the people as we go into the weekend? No, I mean, the biggest thing I think with this week is I would make sure I tune into Jeff Mueller's uh, injury podcast, yes, which yes. will drop Sunday morning on Destination Devi Radio. So check that out. And then Mike and Adam, I believe, are doing the Start Shit Show. Start Shit mm. Show. Uh, it's not, it, it should be called the Start Shit Show. Like, let's be real. That's what it probably should be called based on their branding. But they will be doing the Start Shit Show uh, 12 to 1 Eastern time, right before kickoff, asking all your, doing all your Start Shit questions. Gene right and I off yeah, the line uh, was out off the line, yep. yesterday, I believe. Uh, so, yep. yep, there we go. Got a lot of stuff, man. Just tap in. We appreciate y'all being here. Hit that thumbs up button. Like the content. Subscribe to the channel. If you are not, if you were new, make sure you subscribe. Comment, as James says, for the algorithm. Y'all have a great, great weekend. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy college. I'll stream live on Saturday. Uh, the other Destination Devi team members will be live on Sunday morning to talk some start and sits, not shits. And you guys enjoy football this weekend. Make sure you wake y'all asses up with me and Jay on Monday. We out. Peace.